0: I was laying in bed with my back to my husband. I heard boots coming down the hallway. I thought it was Bob because that's all he wore. When the light from the hallway was all but blocked out, I wonder who that could be if it wasn't Bob. I looked over my shoulder and saw that he was still asleep. Confirmation that it wasn't him. I watched this 7 to seven and a half foot figure walk around my bed and come to my side. I couldn't move, breathe. Or talk. I was paralyzed and getting pushed down into the mattress. I told it telepathically that I might not be able to breathe, move, or talk, but I can pray, and pray I did. The more I prayed, the more I could move, breathe, and eventually talk. The pressure on my chest eased and went away. I know two things about that event A, it happened just like I said, and B, it only happened once. Regina, thank you for uh, sharing that absolutely terrifying story with us. If I had to fancy a guess as to what happened, my best guess would be an an episode of sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis, if you're not familiar, which I'm sure many of you are, but if you're not, it's it's a very strange, strange sensation. It's when your body is beginning to wake up Your mind is awake, but your body and your muscles are still more or less asleep. So when you're in this state, you can suffer from Mm -hmm. visual auditory uh, hallucinations, which combining these two things could definitely explain what happened. Um, If it wasn't that, then maybe there is something in your house. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a paranormal expert or anything. But uh the figure that you said you saw and the noises and the tightness on your chest, those are all three very um very common things when it comes to sleep paralysis. So as I said, <clears throat> my best guess was that it was just an episode of sleep paralysis and if it's never happened again, you're very lucky. Uh, I feel like most of the time when people suffer from an episode of sleep paralysis, they're more prone to uh, experiencing it again, like myself. As I said, my personal experience with this phenomenon, if you will, um, is not unlike yours. I won't go into all the experiences I've had with this specifically. I'm working on a little project that should hopefully be out I would say before October, my birthday, birthday month anyway, I'm working on a little project that's going to incorporate this thing specifically, but um, when I was in my early 20s, I'm almost going to be 26 this year, so think like 21, 22, I uh, was living in Greensboro, North Carolina in an apartment with my wife. And, um, I had gotten home from work early that morning. I worked overnight at Harris Teeter at the time, and I decided that I wanted to take a nap so as I was, you know, I fell asleep pretty quick, everything was chilling, everything was fine, all that good stuff um as I was waking up though, I realized I couldn't move now at this point in life i'd had this i've had episodes of this at least two times before, maybe three, if I'm remembering incorrectly. It could be three, could just be two, not 100% sure. But I knew that I was experiencing this phenomenon for another time. So basically, I woke up, my eyes were closed, and I was facing the window in our bedroom. And for at least 10 seconds, I heard someone's footsteps coming toward the back of the bed, like, from my back uh, to that edge of the bed, I heard them on carpet. So these were like some pretty heavy footsteps, but they were slow at the same time. It's hard to explain. And the whole time I'm thinking, okay, my wife got home from work, you know, babysitting. She's uh, probably going to come in, maybe wake me up, be like, hey, let's start making dinner, blah, blah, blah. But the longer I laid there, the louder the footsteps got and eventually they stopped right at the side of the bed. And I just kept laying there like thinking to myself, why isn't she waking me up? What's going on? And then finally I realized, okay, this isn't her. I don't know what it is, what's behind me, but it's not my wife. So I kept telling myself, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And eventually I did. Um First thing I did rolled over, looked absolutely nothing there, and um no indication that anyone was standing there, like no indications on the no indentations on the carpet or anything such as that. Next, I rolled back over and checked my phone and not only was my wife not home, meaning the apartment was completely empty. We didn't have any roommates or anything uh so she wasn't home, but she had also texted me and said that she was going to be home late so this was no instance of she came in the room and left without me knowing she hadn't even made it home yet. So I was completely alone in the apartment when this happened. And I don't know if that makes what happened to you any better. <laughs> Probably not. Um, But just know if it wasn't paranormal, there is an explanation for it. And it's just our body playing tricks on us. Our bodies are mean to us a lot of the time, and that's just one of the things that our body can do that really messes with people on a uh, a very deep level. It's a very strange sensation to have, and I hope you don't experience it again, especially to that extent. I've never had physical... Uh, I've never felt anything physical, like that chest tightness that you spoke of. Um, never had that happen to me before with an episode of sleep paralysis, so... I hope you don't experience again experience it again. I hope you and your husband are doing great now, and um, thanks a ton for submitting your experience. Now let's jump right into the next one. All right, our next story is submitted by Ashley Nunez Nunez. I hope I'm saying that last name correctly. Um, Ashley writes in and says this. Me and my boyfriend were driving home late one night around 1am and saw this gray figure on the sidewalk on the passenger side. When we got closer, we saw that it was a girl. She looked young, maybe around 16 to 25, but she was walking in an inhuman way and she was swinging her head up and down. But like, she would go all the way down where her head was by her knees, then back up where her nose was straight up. I live in the south side of Chicago and seen my fair share of drunks and crack addicts. This girl looked different from that. I'm not a great writer, so it's hard to explain, but she looked already dead. Think the girl from The Ring. There was a McDonald's a half a block away, and we went through the drive-thru to make a U-turn to check on her, but we couldn't find her, which seemed impossible. She wasn't even standing straight to walk away. I hope she's okay, but man, if that was drugs, it scared me straight. Thanks so much for submitting your story, Ashley. I, um, fortunately have never had an experience like that. Um, the worst I've ever seen someone as far as the use of drugs go is alcohol, and people do not act like that when they are absolutely, for lack of a better term, shit-faced, you know, they may be obnoxious and loud, but I think the last thing someone who was intoxicated would want to do would be throw their head all the way down and then all the way back up. That's definitely strange. Um, I don't know. It definitely could have been something like, I don't know, crack or meth, a meth addict possibly on a very late night binge, who knows? I don't really know. Um I'm glad you're okay and uh I think you said your boyfriend was with you. I'm glad he's okay. Glad you both are okay either way. But um as far as the girl that you saw, it's possible she was just under the influence of drugs and uh it, it is scary. Drugs are just a fucking scary thing in general. I've seen a handful of people's lives fall through their fingertips through specifically alcohol. Um, My aunt uh, suffered from, I think it was painkillers. She was addicted to painkillers for a, a period of time. She's doing much better now. Three kids. One of them has just graduated, about to head to college soon. Super smart. But it's just a scary, scary story. As far as personal experiences in my life. I've never had a personal experience with someone who I believe was under the influence of drugs to the point where I myself or the person who was under the influence was in danger. However, I do have one experience with a stranger that has definitely stuck with me after all these years. So in my senior year of high school, my wife and I were both working. She was babysitting and I was working at a local gas station to save up to move out to go to Greensboro to uh, go to college at UNC Greensboro. And um, of course, you know, that worked out. We moved to Greensboro, all that good stuff. But in the process, like I said, I was working at a Wilco Hess. I don't know if everyone has those. I don't know if it's just down here in the south or on my coast, but whatever just your basic run-of-the-mill, truck stop, gas station kind of thing. The one I was working at was in the town that her mom lived in, but someone had to take a mandatory vacation at another store, so they asked if I could go down there and work for about a week or so uh, to fill that position. I was like, sure, my parents lived in that town, so me and her had somewhere to stay while I worked. Um, So we were staying in my mom's house at the time. And she lived in this nice little neighborhood trailer park kind of deal. And one night, our dog, Roxy, needed to go out to use the restroom before we went to bed. Now, basically, if you've ever lived in a trailer park, you know, like, or a neighborhood, really, just any kind of neighborhood situation, you know that there are paved roads that go this way and that way and that way and this way, four-way stops, cul-de-sacs, the whole nine yards. So we come out of my mom's house. And we start heading down the road, and then we take a left, walking the dog. As we're going down the road where we took a left, this dude starts walking towards us. I don't know where he came from. I know that sounds weird, but, like, I didn't see him when we turned the corner. I didn't see him coming towards us. There were streetlights, but they weren't... They were few and far between. But, anyway... So this dude's coming towards us, and I noticed him at first because he had this giant, like, walking stick with him. And every time he walked, he'd tap it on the ground and go, like a cane, basically. But he definitely wasn't old enough to be using a cane. He was walking fine. But he had a sweatshirt on with his hood up, and his face was basically like this. Like, I could not see a majority of his face. And he had some shorts on. He walks towards us. And he just walks right past. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess it's just some kid going out for a little walk. Maybe he's going up to the gas station that was literally within walking distance. You didn't even have to cross the street. You could walk through a grass patch and you'd be there. So I didn't think a lot of it when he passed us. But when I started hearing the walking stick get louder rather than softer as if we're getting away from us. I got a little freaked out and I turned around and realized that this guy had turned around and was now following us. Um, (laughs) thinking about it now gives me the fucking creeps dude. But so I noticed this, I didn't want to freak my wife out. So I was like, Hey, do you want to go visit, um, Timothy and, the hell is her name, whatever, it doesn't matter, I was like, hey, do you want to go visit uh one, to one of my friends' house to see how them and their kids are doing, and she's like, no, I'm tired, uh, let's just finish this walk and go home, I'm like, okay, fuck, <laughs> I didn't want to tell her that uh somebody was following us, so I didn't, I was just like, hey, you know, let's go do this, and she's like, no, nah, so we didn't, so we continued our walk, and we made it down maybe two more three-way, or four-way stops, and a car pulled up and went right past us and stopped behind us. And I looked back real quick and the guy with the stick was getting in the car and they drove off. And that's when I looked at my wife and I was like, Hey, I didn't want to say anything, but that guy was following us for a decent amount of time. And of course she got freaked out. I was freaked out already. So we got the dog and we went back to my mom's house and yeah that was pretty much it. Nothing terrible happened. We weren't attacked. We weren't mugged or anything like that. I told my mom about it. She told me I was probably overreacting. But when it's pitch black, someone with a hood that looks like this, you cannot see their face whatsoever, is walking up to a tree with a big ass stick. You get kind of freaked out. I don't know. And that's my strangest experience I've ever had with a Stranger, for lack of a better word there. But um, your experience was probably just as terrifying. At least you were in a car and it, she couldn't get to you. Hopefully she's doing okay. And uh, hopefully that guy with the big ass stick is not on a most wanted list or something now. Anyway, thank you so much for submitting your story. We're going to hop right into the next one. All right. Our next story is submitted by someone named Miss Maddie. She writes in and says this. A little context. My dad passed away more than ten years ago, and I moved into my childhood home with my husband, so the house didn't stay vacant. Ever since we moved, strange things used to happen. There were footsteps, conversations, the feeling of being watched, being touched, etc. Nothing that felt threatening or evil, but definitely scary. One day, I was sitting on my couch in the master bedroom, and the whole house is made of concrete. There was portable window AC, so air draft aren't a possibility here. Also, the AC was about six feet from the couch, so no direct air was on me. I had the room set to 78s, and outside it was in the upper 90s. I was sitting there waiting for my husband that was in the shower downstairs. I started to call upon whoever was there or if it was my dad to let his presence known, that as long as they meant no harm, they could stay. I really was expecting a quick response, but obviously got none just yet. I felt sad and got a bit teary because I knew something or someone was there, but I really hoped it was my dad. A few minutes later, my husband came in and sat on the couch right next to me, our arms touching. We started talking about how his day went, and I swear to you that from one second to another, this freezing thing came upon our faces. My husband said, do you feel that? And I instantly said yes. So we put our hands up trying to feel this cold spot. And after a few minutes, we concluded this oval thing was about one foot long and two feet wide. If we moved our hands up to our laps or to the sides, the temperature was normal, but that cold spot was around... 45 to 50 degrees. We had our nose and lips freezing, like when we stick our head in a freezer for a while. I started to laugh uncontrollably because I knew that was my sign. My husband saw me and knew this wasn't normal, so he started to shush me, and I could tell he was nervous. After about 10 minutes since it began, as soon as it came, it disappeared. After it went away, I told my husband what I did, and he asked me to never do it again. I haven't, but I want to. He validated my experience, and I knew it wasn't imaginary. We tried to find a logical explanation, but some things on this universe can't be explained by scientists. They don't have all the answers. So, thank you very much for uh, submitting that story who submitted it, Miss Maddie. Thank you for uh, sharing that one with us. Fortunately for me, I've never had an experience with cold spots like that because I know if I did, I would immediately know what it is, and that would freak me the hell out. Uh, Cold spots are very commonly known in the paranormal community to indicate that there is something there, and if the house was as draft-free as you say it is, which I have no reason to disagree with you or try to, you know, discredit that claim, um, there doesn't really seem to be any other explanation, right? I mean, I would say maybe your mind was just playing tricks on you, but the fact that your husband was there and he felt it as well at the same time you did, that's definitely strange. Um, like I said, never had anything like that happen to me. But I thought your story specifically was really, really interesting. And I just wanted to share it with everyone here. Um, thanks again, Miss Maddie, for submitting your story. And uh, we're going to jump right into the next one. Our next story is from Rage Harris. They write in and say this. The strangest thing that ever happened to me was when I was studying in the dining room with some of my friends after school. It was great fun, and at the time, you have the run of the house, and no one is home, and you have your friends there. It's an amazing feeling when you were little. It was quiet at one point. Then I decided to look up at my friend, and at the same time, there was a lady. All in white. White hair, eyes, fingers she was staring at me so intently that i froze for a millisecond and i screamed and jumped out of the chair and started to cry and yell we need to get out of the house now everyone freaked out and we ran outside some of my friends were confused but scared and asked what happened i said i saw a lady in white with everything white behind another friend and she was staring at me and all i remember was her eyes what i'm still trying to figure out her eyes it was so sad and scary. The other thing is, that wasn't my house. I hope you get to talk about this one because it happened many years ago, but I still remember it like it happened a minute ago. Smell, sounds, what I was thinking. Thank you for giving me the time to tell my story. Well, I have to say thank you to you, Rage, for submitting that story. That's definitely, definitely weird and strange and creepy, and I don't like it. Um, I've had... Kind of similar situations happen with me, but as I said before, I'm kind of saving those for a secret project that I can't talk about right now. But, um, a buddy of mine, when I was a kid, claimed up and down that his dad, uh, summoned Bloody Mary. I don't know. He said that. He, you know, went into his bathroom one night and did the whole thing where you say her name three times and you turn on the light and boom, she's there. Of course, I didn't believe him, but I talked to his mom about it. The man who was married to or the am sorry. The woman who was married to this man and was with him. When he did it, she claims that about a week after it happened, they were both in his bedroom. And he had a mirror up over his bed and she woke up and he was just staring at the mirror and he was completely frozen and she couldn't figure out what was going on. He would not move, but his eyes were like wide open, like staring straight at this mirror and could not get him to move. So she ran into his mom's bedroom and got her and she ran in there and she looked at him and she looked at the mirror and she claims That she saw Bloody Mary in that mirror as well. And so much so that she broke the mirror right there in the house. (laughs) Now, I don't know if everyone in this family is pulling my leg or if it's actually something that happened. But it's definitely weird. And it kind of relates back to what you were talking about. As far as your situation. Sorry, I'm trying to fix the light here. It's not working. I think it's dying. <sighs> Wonderful. Anyway, as far as your situation, like I said, I've never really had anything that I want to talk about here that happened to me personally. But that's such a terrifying feeling. A terrifying thought, rather, that just you look up and boom, there's someone staring right back at you. Ew. No thanks. And... uh I hope you recovered from that. I definitely have some experiences that I can recall very vividly. Um, some that I will express in a later secret project that I'm currently working on. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Anyway, thank you so much for submitting your story. I think we have time for one more tonight before we call it a night. So, let's jump into one more. Okay. Our last story is submitted by Silver Owl. It's kind of a long one, so strap yourselves in. This is going to be our final story. They write in and say this. It was about six years ago. I was 18 and had just gotten my driver's license a few weeks prior. I was terrified of drying. Still am to some degree, so I had to put it off for as long as I could. My parents had gone to an Alaskan cruise, and I needed to be able to get groceries and take my sister, who was 14 at the time, to and from school, so I reluctantly started driving on a regular basis. Everything had been going fine despite my trepidation, until the last day of my parents' trip, that is. My sister and I had just finished cleaning the house because we'd kind of let things go to hell over the week and a half that my parents were gone. My mom is a need freak who would have lost her mind if the house wasn't spotless when she came back that night. It was a lot of hard work, so we were starving by the end of it, and had decided to treat ourselves by going to a local diner a few miles away, probably the furthest I would have driven up to that point. I was a little hesitant about it, though, because it was raining heavily that day, and I was not an experienced driver, But I eventually decided to suck it up after some encouragement and nagging from my sister. We had gotten on our jackets and were in the middle of getting our shoes on when my mom called. She was hysterical. She was rapidly asking where we were, if we were alright, what was going on, etc. I was confused and asked her what she was going on about and why she was crying. Apparently my parents had landed in whatever state they had a layover in. And my mom noticed that she had a voicemail for me. She opened it up and listened to it, and it made her heart stop. In it, I was screaming and crying, said that we'd gotten into a car accident, and Boo, my sister's nickname, was hurt pretty bad. I was bawling and begging my mom to pick up before the message just ended. As soon as she explained to Dad what she was freaking out about, she called me. My dad called my sister's phone just seconds after We explained that we were fine and that we hadn't even gone out that day, but we were on our way out the door to get something for lunch. My mom sternly and in a panicked tone said, Don't you leave that house. Don't you dare leave that house. If you need something, call your brother. He lived a few towns over. But don't you even think about leaving that house. We were shocked, but agreed because the whole thing was just too freaky, and I had already been nervous about the drive before my mom called. We just ended up throwing a frozen pizza in the oven and calling it good. When my mom got home, she tried to show us the voicemail because it was so scary that it had sounded just like me, but it was gone. She had specifically made sure she saved it because she wanted to show it to us, but it was just gone. She then looked at her recent call list, and there was none coming from my phone to hers that day. In fact, there were no calls coming from anyone to her that day, because everyone who normally would have called her at some point knew she was going to be on a plane most of the day, so there was a low probability of her being able to answer. To this day, I'm not sure what happened. Did an alternate universe version of my sister and I leave the house earlier than we would have and gotten into a bad accident? Was it a call from someone else that sounded like me, that had a sister they called Boo like me, and got into an accident, tried to call their mother, and somehow still managed to come up on my mom's phone as me? And then the phone glitched out and erased all the evidence? Was there a glitch in the Matrix? I don't know, but I still randomly think about it to this day. Silver Owl, that is probably one of the strangest stories I've read, and a very very long time. I uh, fortunately have never experienced anything like that, and I'm glad you and your sister are okay. Um, We briefly touched on the idea of someone having the same number as someone in the last video in this series. Uh, I mentioned that when I was a kid, around 13 to 15 maybe, somehow somebody and myself had the same number and I was receiving text messages and phone calls that were meant for them, but they went to my number. Uh, that could possibly have been what was happening. And maybe since it was the same number, it showed up as your contact information, but the connection between your little sister's name, nickname being boo And the person on the phone saying the same thing and your mom thinking it sounded exactly like you. Maybe that was because she expected it to sound like you and it was someone who unfortunately got into a terrible accident. I don't know. That just seems like a lot of coincidences that have to line up perfectly for something like that. I mean, we're talking about having a a little sister with the same nickname, someone having the same exact number as you do. Someone calling moments before you plan on driving out in the rain to go somewhere and do something. All three of those things have to line up serendipitously, serendipiishly. I don't know how to say that word. All those word, all those things have to line up perfectly to have this happen. Me personally, I don't know how I feel about alternate universes. Same things going on at the same time, slightly differently. But I do know that that is an incredibly strange story. And I'm happy you and your sister are okay. Um, Fortunately, I've never had anything like that happen to me. And I hope I never do. I've been in a car wreck more than once. It's not something I ever wish on anyone. Uh, Once when I was driving and a couple of other times when once when my brother was driving and once when I was very young when my mom was driving. Um, I never wish that on anyone. So like I keep saying, I'm glad you two are okay. And I hope one day somehow uh, a resolution to this story comes about because that is just the strangest thing I've ever heard of in my life. I These stories of things happening that could have happened if you were to go through with that thing but them not happening it's so strange I think there was a story a long, a few years ago about um, there was a massive train wreck numerous numerous people unfortunately lost their lives and a handful of parents and boyfriends and husbands and wives were getting texts from their deceased loved ones saying we love you we miss you things like that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was some kind of alternate reality. Maybe it was if you believe in, you know, a higher power, maybe they were looking out for you. Who knows? Either way, absolutely terrifying story. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you to everyone who shared their story tonight. I absolutely love doing this. I definitely plan on doing more in the future. I'm still pulling from the community tab. I'll probably post a new one right after this video, or you can just comment down below on this video, and I'll pick out some new ones from this video's comment section. So thank you again to everyone who submitted, and thank you again to everyone who is watching or listening right now. And finally, big, big thank you to... All the patrons and members, everyone on screen right now who support the channel monthly, greatly, greatly appreciated. You can do the same for just a dollar a month and get videos a day or two days in advance, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, Finally, just take care of yourself, each other, and as always, stay safe out there.